Hey guys, so I don't know what happened the other night. We made a recording and it just turned into an awful shit show. So we're late. I apologize. It's my fault. Don't blame Ash for it. Stop sending her all those hateful text messages. Leave her alone on the Facebook and the Instagram. She had nothing to do with it. This is this is all me. Anyway, um, I have worked on this podcast episode literally all day long at work. I did nothing but work on the podcast. I'm pretty close to losing my job now, but because I love you guys, I'm willing to work so hard and try and give you something, even if it's garbage. So, um, the audio is not great, and I wasn't able to do a ton of editing on like the final product, so please just, uh, just be patient. Enjoy it for what it is. A big thanks to our guest, Ashley, for her patience and for coming out and sharing her experiences with us. Anyway, um, hope you guys enjoy it. We will be back again next week. Again, hit us up on the Facebook. Oh, this oh, this is where she gets the hook caught in her hand. Oh, I can't watch this. Okay. Anyway, I got to go. Bye. if you never want to be on our podcast again i really don't blame you like this is turning into like more of a shit show than we've ever ever had um we're trying a new recorder and the audio isn't working quite how i want it to and ash's microphone keeps like slowly like icebergs sliding off of the table eventually it's gonna like hit you in the face and you're not gonna be like aware of it it's just gonna like i would hope i would be aware of something hitting me in the face wah wah no, I mean, you'll, you'll be aware of it once it hits you in the face, but you won't be aware of, like, that gradual, like, slow... I'm the one who saw that it was falling, thank will, you like, very much. And then it'll, like, lean, and then it'll just fall, and it'll just hit you. So, anyway, um, so yeah, this has not been, been our ideal recording session, um, kind of what we're used to, but we'll we'll push through, we'll figure it out, and we'll just kind of make the best of bad situation. If anything, worst case scenario, we'll just drink more. Except for you, Ashley, because you're driving home. I can Uber. Okay. She can Uber. She can Uber. And she lives like two seconds away. Yeah, Johnny, Cheers. Johnny Cheers. can yeah, get me. You're, you, when Ash, I don't know if she's ever told you that. Ashley and, I, Ashley and I used to drive Uber for like 35 seconds. Yeah. Really? And mm-hmm. that was one of those the rides that I would hate to pick up is someone would, you know, call you, you pick them up, and they're like a dollar fifty away, and you're like... You couldn't have walked, dude. Really? I drove 20 minutes out of my way to come pick you up. And now I'm going to drop you off a dollar fifty away, and that was like the end of my Uber experience because I was like, "This is dumb. I'm I just wasted a lot of gas." Yeah. But I totally think you should Uber if you need I w- to. I wouldn't drive home from here. Or you just make Johnny come get you. Yeah. I'd and then he can hang out. Yeah. Okay. So tonight, the reason we we have Ashley on, I'm just going to call you Sarge, so it's not confusing. So. That will be more confusing. No, we have Ash, my wife. Say hi. Hi. And then Sarge, say hi. Hi. See? That's not confusing at all. You guys don't sound alike even a little bit. I just mean more because they don't know what Sarge is. Uh, you can explain it. Tell us. Oh, it's just my nickname. <laughs> yes, we are. We, we... <laughs> we got that. We got that. Figure um, that part out. Because Sergeant, I don't know, I yell a lot. She yells with love. Kind of militaristic. A little like bit. Likes to like, take charge. Like me with Ellie. Like, 
I yell because I care. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Not everybody takes it that way, but yeah. that's how oh. it's meant. But you, so you, you should take it as like an endearing quality. Like if she yells at you, it's like, oh, yeah, you care enough to yell at me. But she's like, mm, I don't care. Yeah, it's I'm not super passive. Because it takes more energy to yell. Yeah. Than it does to ignore someone. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So Sarge, you're here, um, and the reason we wanted Sarge on is we had this conversation via the Facebook. Um, in our community group, which is This Is Marriage Support Group. Yeah, just that on Facebook. Just you can, that. You can find it, join it. Um, and I was putting out feelers a couple weeks ago for a new episode that we were gonna we were talking about, trying to brainstorm about mom shaming, because that's one of those things that comes up a lot in conversations with people. And I asked if anybody had had any experiences, to which Sarge was like, well, how much time do you got, because... I have a shitload. And so then as we kind of had this back and forth via Facebook, I was like, you know what? Screw it. We need to just have you on. Come over to our house. Have a drink. And we can start to to kind of get in on this, um, into this topic and dive in a little bit more. Because I think that from my experience um, as a man, as a father, I don't see it. You know, I don't, there's not really like dad shaming. That's not really a thing. And so I don't necessarily understand unless it's coming from your wife unless it's coming from my wife in which case there's a shitload of dad shaming <laughs> that's a whole own episode though um yeah. we, we don't we, we can't mix those we don't have that kind of time but i think it's one of those things that men don't really understand or don't recognize or don't see it for what it is and and so i wanted to kind of for, get your perspective on it ladies to see you know what what this is because it's a common subject it's talked about quite a bit they made a movie about it they did? Bad Moms? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole movie is how, like, some moms think they're better than others and look down on and talk shit about these other women because of the way that they, they parent. And it's not just mom shaming, and this is something that guys don't experience. It's, like, women shaming. Whether like, they have kids or not, yeah, right? Yeah. Women hate on other women all the time, and it's not really something that happens with men. You don't, like... Well, I don't know. I'm not a guy, but it's not something you like hear about. And half the time you bring it up to a dude and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, so it's not just with kids. No. And, and, and that's a good point to make. It's not just from one mom to another mom, but uh, it's women in general to other women. Like there's, there's a lot of uh, self-loathing women hatred out there passed amongst y'all. So, Sarge, why don't you give us a little bit of a background, kind of tell us a little about yourself, tell us your, your story, and then we'll kind of get into some of your, your experiences and, and kind of the impact that's had on you or, you know, hasn't had on you, kind of just what you, who you are, what you're about. Yeah. So I became a mom at a very young age. I was 17 when I had my son and being in the great old state of Utah, um, it's a lot younger than most people want you to have kids. It's not a lot. It's like six you're married. Months. It's like six well, months. Well, if you're married when you get pregnant and you're married in the temple when you get pregnant, then it's okay. You know what I mean? But I didn't. Right. And so I kind of opened myself up to that kind of scrutiny um, before I even had my son because I still at the time went to church. And so from day one, like I got kicked out of young women's and was told that I wasn't welcome because I was pregnant and a bad influence. And like literally since the day I became a mother and knew I was pregnant, everyone kind of felt the need to give me their opinion on everything that I was doing, whether it was the way that I dressed or my hair or the way that I dressed my child or the car seat that I bought. 
it was kind of unrelenting. Uh-huh. Um, and then when my son was just a couple weeks old, we moved to the south. Um, my son's dad is in the military, and so we lived in Mississippi and then in South Carolina. And in the south, people treat each other a little bit differently than they do here. There's a lot of passive-aggressive behavior. And it's, oh, sweetheart, oh, bless your heart, you know. And so they say it with pleasantries, and they're, they seem like they're being very kind, but really they're being extremely derogatory and critical. But sometimes you don't even realize it until... You know, you've walked yeah. away, and then you're like, "Oh, she just totally talked shit to me for half an hour." <laughs> you, you know, like so. It, and it was this because they saw you as a young mother, like a, as a, I guess, a super young mother in your in your idea. Um, and so they were thinking that you weren't doing it right, or yeah, a lot of it was my age. Um, especially in Utah, most people told me that I should have given him up for adoption, and not kept him. Um, my parents, and they're never going to listen to this, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> My parents told me I was not allowed to be a single mother and that I either had to give him up for adoption or get married. So, um, which I did not want to get married, but I didn't want to give him up for adoption. So I got married so I could keep my child. And it was always like, okay, well, if you're going to have a kid, you need to do this with your kid. Or how could you think that you could have a babysitter? Or, you know, I went out to visit my ex husband who was. Um, stationed in Mississippi before we moved there. And my my parents couldn't handle the fact that I was willing to leave a month-old baby to go visit my husband that I hadn't seen in eight months. Yeah. Like, because he left for basic training and everything right after I got pregnant. So, because that's how he paid our bills and afford, like, that's how we afford having a baby is he got in the military when we found out I was pregnant. So, literally from day one, it was just kind of, oh, well, you're you're 17, you don't know how to be a mom. I need to tell you how to be a mom. Oh, you're not getting him blessed. Oh, well, your son is already set up for disaster, you know? Yeah. So, Little things like that. So it sounds like there's a lot of, um, and we kind of talked about this before the show, but there's a lot of, like, kind of religious poking, you know, that took place as far as, you know, being raised in, in the church and having a religious family and kind of religious community, that that was such a, a big deal that that was kind of something that, that a lot of people around you weren't really willing to overlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there were things like um, when he got a little bit older, my son is very feminine. Uh-huh. And um, I let him paint his nails. You know, when I would go get a pedicure, he would want to come with me because he did everything with me. And I'd let him get his nails painted. And people would say, how could you get your son's nails painted? Well, he wanted them. It's like when kids, when like little boys want to play with dolls. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not letting my son play with yeah. that. Why? Yeah. Having your son play with a doll or having your son paint his dolls is not like, well, you're gay now. Like, Yeah, it's as if like the action of doing something, you know, feminine or effeminate will obviously like translate into, you know, homosexuality. Like, oh, the kid was straight before, but the second he touched dolls, now it's it's a done deal. He's He's going to you know, be gay. Yeah. I played with Batman action figures when I was little. You still do. Well, because Batman's awesome. The best. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, where did that, that type of criticism come from? Was that like with just like strangers, like women at like the, the nail salon? Was that with family? Like who, where did you feel like in, in regards to like painting your son's nails or having him 
go through that with you. Where did that come from? Um, I feel like a lot of it was from exterior, like people that weren't really close to me in my life. Um, lately, the biggest thing, I don't know if you've seen pictures, but my son had hair longer than mine. It was way down past his shoulders for the last couple years. Yeah, and a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he got in trouble at school, and so his punishment was cutting his hair because he didn't care about any other punishment that we ever gave him. But um, I had teachers at his school talk to me about why I was allowing my son to grow his hair out. Really? Yeah, they talked to me about the dress code and let me know that it was inappropriate, and I let him, them know that his hair, his hair length, which it was natural and curly. Yeah. You know, I didn't dye it or do anything crazy. He just had long hair. Sometimes he wore it in a ponytail. Sometimes I did French braids. Like, he told me what he wanted to do with his hair. Like, Mom, will you braid my hair today? Mom, will you put my hair in a bun today? You know? And um, it, there were multiple times where teachers or other, like, PTA moms, um, you know, they'd either say, oh, wow, you're really brave to let your kid grow out his hair. Which, <laughs> which is such a passive-aggressive, like, it's such right. a backhanded compliment. Exactly. Or, you know, why don't you want your son to look like a boy? And it's like, well, I want my son to look like what he wants to look like. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care even what I think. All I care about is that my son's happy. And I feel like you get that a lot with boys who grow out their hair because... Kyle's son had really right. long hair a couple years ago, and he would get mistaken for being a little girl by strangers at like the grocery store. But she got a lot of criticism for having him have super long hair. Yeah, and she's like, "No, he wants, he likes his hair. He wants to have long hair. When he wants to cut it, I'll cut it. But no, I'm not going to cut his hair if he doesn't want. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with him having long hair." Well, and culturally, it's so weird to me that, like, that's still a thing because I know my daughter is almost 11, and she has extremely, like, short hair. Um, I don't know what, if there's a style, like, if that's called a thing. It's like a pixie. Mm-hmm. Like a pixie, and I know that that's something that she's she's asked me on multiple occasions, very, like, self-conscious of it. She's like, you know, like, Dad, do I look like a boy, or do people think I'm a boy? You know, um, like, the other day she was just outside, and there are these two kids playing pass in the front yard and she came inside and she's like those boys thought I was a boy and they kind of looked at me funny well why don't you go play pass and she's like well I don't want to play football um but she's like they just looked at me funny that I was just hanging out not participating because they thought I was a boy and I think that that's to me it's so weird in this day and age that we still have adults who are like long hair you know, there's that connotation. Like, if you mm-hmm. have long hair, you must be a woman. If you have, like, very, very short hair, you must be a man. And that's weird. That That's so bizarre to me that you would have teachers at school calling you out on, on that, uh, you know, that that's against dress code. There's, there's some type of issue with letting your son grow out his hair. Well, one thing I've noticed, especially about mom shaming, is that it's always something superficial. Um, you can always tell the difference between when someone comes to you from a place of concern or love or compassion and a place of judgment. And I feel like the vast majority of women that are shaming each other, whether they're a mother or not, they're, you know, hating on each other or however you want to say it. It's out of something petty, you know, like my son's hair length is petty his nails painted is petty. They're not worried about his safety or his health or your son's so skinny, you know, why like, because well, my son is like they're ex- not worried about like you know, his happiness. Exactly. You know? They're just worried about perceptions that 
other people may have or what they culturally believe to be right. But if we were in Hawaii, you know, he would fit right in with his long hair because culturally there, long hair is acceptable. It doesn't matter what, you know, race, religion, anything, that's acceptable. So it's just kind of petty cultural differences that people don't want to look over. Yeah, and that's a very, very good point, very interesting point. Um, okay, so as what now? Because I know you mentioned like the the church thing here in the valley, but then also like in the south, where obviously like the the predominant religion is is quite a bit different. You said you also kind of experienced that. So, what what are some of the things that you experienced as you as you moved? That you said some of these women were passive aggressive about. Um, a lot of it was kind of, I'm a very independent person, right? And I would go out and just do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't care if my son's dad was with us. And a lot of people, I guess, just assumed that I was a single mom. Oh. And, um, which I was a single mom for a long time and I don't have any shame in it. You know, it's part of my life and I'm okay with it. Um, but I look, I mean... Even now I'm 29 and I look 21-ish. So back then when I was 18, (laughs) like I turned 18 after I moved to South Carolina. So there were times where I wasn't even old enough, you know, to do certain things. Like I wasn't even 18. So there was just a lot of um, people that I think had their hearts in the right place that they just wanted to help. But it was, oh, honey, like, you should take your, your baby to your mama and let your mama yeah. raise this boy. And it's like, whoa, why can't I raise my child? Like, I'm a capable adult. I, you know, I'm staying at home. I can take care of this child. I love this child. I want to be his mother. And it was more of, oh, well, you're, you're not capable. You know, you're not old enough or educated enough or yeah. whatever it may be. Now, this this might not have anything to do with anything. It just kind of struck me as you were talking about, like, Take the baby to your mom and let your mama raise this baby. Ash and I are, and I don't know if you are the same way. Ash and I are really big fans. I'm admitting this on a podcast. <laughs> I'm really kind of disgusted for myself. I hope to take this to the grave and keep this a secret forever. But well, we're really, we're really big... not that many people are going to listen. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that's listening already knows yeah. this about me. But we're really big fans of this show, the MTV show, like Teen Mom and Teen Mom OG and Teen Mom Two. Yeah. Are those, are those three different shows or just two? No. It used to just be Teen Mom and then Teen Mom 2 and then Teen Mom 3 for like one second. And so Teen Mom 1 became Teen Mom OG. Okay. So there's Teen Mom OG and, and Teen, Teen Mom, Mom 2. 2. So anyway, there's this kind of like, it, it's a kind of a double-sided sword in my mind because it's both the glorification of Teen Moms where it's like, holy shit, like I'm a Teen Mom, like I'm going to go on this show. And I, and I was going to ask you like why you didn't put yourself on this show because... You can make a shitload of money right now, yeah. Yeah. totally exploiting your family and your, your your son to be filmed on a constant basis. So <laughs> we can talk about that later. But on one hand, there's kind of this like glorification of the teenage mom. But on the other hand, so many of these women on this show, these shows rather, are just an absolute mess. Like they're just a complete um, disaster and, and probably have no business like being parents. Mm-hmm. And so maybe... I was just thinking about this. Is like, do you think shows like this kind of lend or kind of aid in in this mom shaming idea? Like people, and then maybe women aren't watching these shows, but a lot of women, you know, like Ash does. And I'm like, I wonder if if people see these wrecks and kind of assume that any anyone who's a young mother who's a single mom is going to be 
just by nature uh, just a, a shit show. Um. So two things. One, I was a teen mom before teen mom. So, so I you're was, like the OG OG. I was OG teen OG mom. teen mom. Um, I remember that came out when Andrew was like one or two years old, and, and I was pissed. like, like "Where have I been? Right? I should have started this like, show." Where's my check? Exactly. <laughs> Where's my escalade? Um, but and this is going to sound so horrible, but I really didn't have any business being a mom at 17. Right. Like I look back now, and I think I could have been such a better mother had I been able to grow up a little bit more, experience okay. more life, more of my life, um, go to college, do things like that. That. I haven't had the chance to do. Um, I think there are definitely people that are more mature than I was at that age. I was not ready for it, but I knew I wanted to love the baby. You know what I mean? Right. So I chose to be a mom. I didn't have to be a mom. Um, I'm adopted, so my mom was 15 when she had me. So I am very familiar with that whole process and her decision not to keep me. She didn't really have an option. She was put in foster care when her parents found out she was pregnant with me. Oh, they got they basically got rid of her. Oh my um, God. <laughs> so I I told myself that I wouldn't, you know, like yeah. she didn't have a choice, but I did. Um, but I I 100% think that shows like that to younger women, it does glorify it because it's saying, okay, well, these girls made it. Look, they're rich. They can pay all right. their bills. And when I became a single mom at 19... Um, so if so, I didn't, so that's you when you and your your ex husband yeah. split up at nineteen. Yeah, we got okay. divorced at nineteen, and he was not making any money in the military, so my child support was less than three hundred dollars a month. Oh my god! And um, I started out living at my parents' house, but they, you know, they had certain rules. It was like I had to live an LDS lifestyle. I was nineteen years old. I didn't feel like I had to live an LDS lifestyle if I didn't want to. So. I worked two or three jobs sometimes, and my dad would help me, like, kind of on the down low without telling my mom, because um, my mom didn't want him to help me, and and I understand why. Like, I chose to be a mom. I chose to get divorced and all that kind of stuff, but there were people that are like, oh, it's not that bad, but no, being a young mom and being a single mom is extremely difficult, you know, and it's not just the financial side of it. It's the emotional side. It's dealing with dating and getting back out there. Like, you know, you were a single dad. Like, it's... It's a little yeah. bit different being a dad, but it still is like that's a well, conversation and, you have to have with someone. And I didn't, yeah, and I and I didn't have full time custody, and so it was like I had her like one night a week, and then every other weekend, mm-hmm. and so ninety, not ninety, obviously, because I don't do math. I don't know what those numbers are, but the majority of my my life was spent without a child. Yeah. So when I had her, it was like okay, well, it was kind of easy because I'd go to my parents' house, I'd stay with my parents for the, that weekend. And it was kind of like, and Ash, you remember this when we first started dating. It was very, very difficult because it was kind of like a departure from the real world. You know, we were dating and starting to get serious. And she was like, well, am I going to see you this weekend? And I'm like, no, I have my daughter. Yeah. Okay. And? And I would basically like kind of shut down the world and just be the Disneyland dad for my kid. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I just... I heard a noise and I just... I, I just sighed. I know. At Disneyland. Dad. My son has a D- Disneyland dad too. Yeah. It's okay. And so I, I kind of shut down as, as a parent. But I, I honestly, like, I cannot fathom what it would be like to be a full-time single parent. Like, no no reprieve or very little reprieve. And then trying to work, you know, trying to be that person by yourself. And then also, okay, well, I've got to have a, a job too. I have to support this mm-hmm. kid. It's hard enough to be a parent when you have a partner. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. There's, 
like when Wild was first born, the first couple months I felt like, oh, this is easy because they eat and sleep. Yeah. Like, they don't really do much. But now I'm like, oh my God, you're exhausting. Like there's days when I can't, I'm like staring out the window like a dog for you to get home because I'm like, I just want to go pee by myself. <laughs> and like, I just need 30 seconds by myself. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I can't imagine at any point having well, I know to do that by myself. And this is maybe a little bit of a detour from, from where we were headed, but Ashley, like you've mentioned before that you you haven't necessarily experienced like the same kind of mom shaming that Sarge has, but you still, I think, feel that same pressure of like, okay, well, I was home all day with a kid. I need to have the house clean. I should probably have like cooked food. Like, it's not like external, but you have that like internal. Oh, I get like very anxious when I know that you're on your way home because I'll have to, I will like do as much as I can in that like 20 minutes to make it look like I did something during yeah. the day. And you get your Sunday dress on and you put your pearls on and you vacuum. <laughs> gotta wear those heels. Yeah. yeah, you got the heels on and you're just pulling dinner out of the oven. Yeah. Which we all know. I've got a beer cracked and ready standing <laughs> at the door. Uh, yeah, there it'll you be go, an old fashioned, be like a cocktail, right? Uh, Dinner's on the table. Um, I'll be in the other room so you can eat in silence. And, <laughs> you know, don't. I'll take don't, care of the children. I won't speak yeah. to you until you're ready to, to talk. Um,. But where, what do you think, like, I don't know, do you, because you work full-time, mm-hmm. right? Do you have any, like, feeling like that, too? Like, oh, yeah. Even as a mom, like, there's this, I need to to be a mom, and I need to do my full-time job, but I also, I need to be doing these other things. Mm-hmm. Where, where does that pressure come from? Like, if it's not external, like, Maybe where? it's, like, wife-shaming. It, yeah. Wife-shaming, so yeah. <laughs> compounded with mom-shaming, now we have wife-shaming. This is going to be a complicated episode. It's just female-shaming. Female-shaming. Well, it's these... Like, where does that precedent this, come from, This makes me sound so, like, feminist, which I am a feminist, but it's, like, society's expectations of women, right? Like, since before women, the women's rights movement, women were expected to have the house clean and the dinner cooked and Wait, the whole Wait, were? Thing. I mean... That's no longer the expectation? See, my husband oh. and I... I don't know how <laughs> Sorry, I got so I lucky... <laughs> Because, so, Johnny and I both work full-time, and then we both have our own side businesses, right? So... He juggles chainsaws. He juggles chainsaws, <laughs> and he welds full-time. I'm While a supply chain fire. manager. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have the makeup and skincare and everything. So, there are nights where we just, you know, try to plan ahead, figure out what we're going to do, have leftovers, but he's never assumed that it was my job to clean the house. I've never assumed that it was his job to clean the house. Right. If I'm being honest, he cleans and cooks ten times more than I do. But I am a really, really shitty housewife, and he's well, known that since he met me. See, that's it, and that's just it. Is that, and to me, that 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 expression, a housewife, and be like, because Ash, you've you've used that before too. Like, you're like, I'm sorry, I'm such a shitty housewife, and I'm like, nobody ever goes around like, guys, I'm a really shitty house husband. Like, right? I don't. That's not a thing. It's no, not. it's not a thing. But it's you like, would never I don't, be expected to be a good house husband. Yeah. My, my <laughs> wife came home, and I hadn't had time to vacuum. There's still dishes in the kitchen. You know, the sink is full of dishes. No man has the, ever said that. Baby screaming, <laughs> right. honey, I'm so sorry. Please, like, don't don't leave me because I'm a shitty house husband. There's been so many times when, especially before I went back to work from maternity, you would be, like, pulling up and I would <laughs> run upstairs and change out of my pajamas to my... To your other pajamas? Well, to my, <laughs> You'd go like, from one set of, like, house... At least to yoga pants. Like, I would change one... out of, like, my snowman pajamas... <laughs> and go from one set of house sweats to yeah. another. <laughs> but like acceptable like 
look like, oh, she could have left the house today. She could have gone to Walmart and right. this. We're fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Walmart, I could have stayed in the snowman pants. <laughs> Walmart, we're just lucky. Snowman put, pants and Uggs. Yeah, Walmart, we're just, she won't even put on a bra. We, we've discussed oh, this. Oh, I went to Walmart this morning and I did not put a bra on. Yeah, so. Well, we are also Sorry, where we live, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> But you got to dress for the occasion and at the right. Walmart that we go to. I at least you don't want to. You don't want to be, so be like all hoity-toity. You couldn't tell I wasn't wearing a bra. <laughs> all hoity-toity wearing a bra and shit. <laughs> what you think you're better than me? Up. You think you're better than me? Well, you got your bra on. Oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I think that that's interesting. Like I've never, you know, you don't hear men be like, "Oh my god, I have this like internal ang- angst about what kind of house husband I am and whether or not." I, I keep the house clean so that my wife will be happy with me. Do you feel bad about it? Do I? Uh-huh. Feel bad about what? Being a shitty housewife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell him that all the time. But push come to shove, I'm actually a better housewife than she is. Yeah. I don't feel bad. Yeah. I love being home. I don't love being home with the kid, like, nonstop, but I do I do enjoy being home and He's way better at chores things. than I am. Yeah. So why not let the better person do it? Oh, if Ash like, could... But she's told me already. She says, if we could afford for... You know, if somehow she would start making, she started making a lot more money to where I could quit my job. She already told me she like I would resent the shit out of you for being able to be a stay-at-home dad while I was at work. Mm-hmm. That would be hard. Yeah, and but the, so even though it's something that like we both enjoy, like well, you wouldn't be able to just let that happen. I don't think. I don't know. I feel like I, I thought that way when I went before I went back to work because. All I wanted to do was stay home with him. The yeah. thought of going to work like, like made me ill. No, I remember it would like, literally bring you to tears. But since going back, I like not that I enjoy having to get up and leave and go work for someone else, but I enjoy having like more purpose than just like being a mom. See, and there's a lot of women that would freak out at that statement and be yeah. like, "More purpose than just being a mom." There is no better, like, no more purpose. Like, you, that's, like, the apex of... Which I would agree. Like, I felt totally fulfilled after having a child. Like, I feel like he was the fulfillment I was missing. But it's nice to interact with other adults. And... I think there needs to be a balance. Yeah. I don't think it just be... At one point, I was totally... Would have felt like I would have hated you for staying home, but... Now, having gone back to work and worked for the last six months, like, I would feel better that he was with his dad than... Daycare. Yeah, even though... Well, and, and to be, if I'm being honest, like, daycare. last week I stayed home with him for a couple of days while I, you know, worked from home, and it was crazy difficult. Like, I didn't accomplish nearly what I wanted to, both from my work perspective or from being at home. It was It was extremely difficult to juggle him... And trying to get anything home. And I did. I felt guilty. Like, when you came home, there was kind of this, like, moment of, like, okay, God, she's home, and she's going to be like, I've been at work all day. Those dishes were there when I left. Like, what have you done today? And it's funny because... And I started to prepare, like, a list Mm -hmm. in my mind. Okay, when she comes in, I can be like, oh, I vacuumed, or I did this, or I did this. And that's what you did. (laughs) I had a whole list of things done that I could report to you so you wouldn't have, like, any ammo to be critical of me. Well, it's funny because I have all these expectations of myself when I'm home with him, but I had, not saying I don't have expectations for you, but I didn't, it's not like I had any 
expectations as far as like housework. Yeah. And so when you were like all apologetic, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, you're fine. Like you're home with our baby all day. And I'm sure that's how you feel too, too, but it's, it's just different being on the other side. Strife. Um, one thing I wanted to get your, your opinion on ladies is this, um, came from our Facebook page from Carrie and I thought it was really interesting. She said, um, there was a lot more mom shaming when I was younger and had maybe one or two kids. Um, people feel like they have one kid and now they are an expert at everything mom related. So they butt their nose in because the way that worked for them or that decision has turned out right for them must be the only right way. However, the more kids I had and the more kids my friends had, the less that happened. We realized that life, the way we handle it, and each kid is unique, and we were all just doing the best we could. I guess my point is, I think mom shaming gets better with time because we all mature and humble ourselves to a certain extent. And so, like, Ash, you're, you're kind of a, you're a brand new mother. Your son is almost 12, right? Mm-hmm. So you've, you've, been, you've been a parent for a while. Have you noticed, Sarge, that with your age and with the, your, your son's age, that that has, other than your experiences at school with his hair, that that has diminished at all? Like, people see you as an older woman with an older kid and, like, assume this woman has her shit together. I'm just not going to butt in. So, I haven't necessarily noticed it in that way, but I have kind of a weird experience that happened over the last two years um, with people in my family who were some of the worst at mom shaming me. Um just being a young mom, making all these dumb mistakes, you know, I started drinking, like, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't only like how I'm raising my son, it was what I was doing. Um, and that was from my mom and one of my aunts. And then I had a brother who got addicted to drugs and I had a cousin who went through some really hard times. And both of those women have since like their hearts have kind of softened and they've understood like, okay, you know, maybe Ashley isn't the worst person on the planet. Like other kids are going through things that are tough and now that they have their own problem children or they have other problem children, you know, because one's my mom, they're kind of like, oh, okay, like she actually kind of has it together. Right. Maybe I was being too hard on her. Right. And so I totally understand what she was saying on Facebook because once they kind of go through it or they see someone else go through it, something hard, instead of judging, they're like, wow, you know, that mom handled that the best that she could. Um I thought I did everything right on my kid, and my kid still did this thing wrong. Yeah. Kids will kind of grow up how they're going to grow up. I mean, I think that we take too much credit and as well as too much blame as parents for who our kids are. And I think there's, you know, a certain – there's obviously, like, a, a level of environment and experience that we can impart and kind of <clears throat> teach them and raise them to be these people – but at the end of the day, I think also your kid has their own unique personality and they're going to kind of be who they're going to be regardless, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, I because I would totally mom shame people before I even had kids, and I still do now, like I try not to, but it's kind of like that loves commercial where it's like, oh, first kid, and it's like this perfect put-together mom, and then second kid, and it's like, oh, I'm going to grab Cheerios <laughs> on the way out and call Not even it in good. a bag, just like, yeah. <laughs> they're just spilled somewhere. But it's, I would see things on Facebook or in person and totally mom shame, and I don't have any specific examples, but then after having Wild, certain things would happen where I'd be like, oh, wow, like, Maybe I was being critical on something that I knew nothing about. And 
I obviously like just have him and I haven't had a ton of experience being mom shamed because he's so little still, but only so goddamn perfect, (laughs) but it's like, I can relate to that from the shamers point of view where it's like, Oh, maybe I, maybe I spoke too soon before, or maybe, you know, maybe I spoke on something that I didn't have any experience with. And I expected my kid to be perfect. And then what? And then he, you know, he does this thing that I was shaming this mom for. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I get it now. So I have kind of a weird thing with mom. Yeah. And this, I don't, I'm not going to make this political. I promise. (laughs) But anytime someone says, I'm not going to make this political. So you guys know what happened with my second pregnancy. Yes. So for your listeners that don't know, I lost a baby at 22 weeks. Um, my water broke and I had to have a hysterectomy because my placenta had eaten through my uterus and like my uterus was no longer usable. But anyway, um, because my daughter was still alive inside me, I had to sign paperwork and elect to have an abortion to save my life. And the worst mom shaming I have ever had in my entire life was because of my decision to terminate my pregnancy to save my own life. And I even had people in my own family tell me that I should have tried to risk my life to save my daughter, which anybody who's ever had a child knows that you would do anything for your child. Like, there's nothing that you wouldn't do to take care of that baby and love that baby. But I have a living son. I have a husband. I have a family. And it was my life or this baby's life who probably wasn't going to live anyway. And so... I made the choice to have an abortion. She would not, her lungs and her body was not developed enough to live outside the womb. They did all these tests. They knew that even though she was 22 weeks, she would not be able to live. Her lungs hadn't developed. Her brain hadn't developed. She was not going to live. So I had an abortion and I made it kind of public that I said, look, you know, I chose this to save my own life because I don't think women talk about that enough. It's like postpartum depression or you know, having, not being able to breastfeed, there's all these little things, these quirks that we don't talk about as women because we're supposed to be ashamed of them. Yeah. And I was very open about it. And from the day that I found out that I was going to lose my baby, I said, I'm choosing my own life. Yeah. And I have never had people be more rude to me, even being 17 and pregnant. Well, actually 16 and pregnant. Cause I got pregnant at 16, had him at 17. People called me a murderer. They said that I was selfish. They said all these horrible things. But really, if you were in that position, you know, what would you do? Well, and you have to think, it's not just you being selfish and taking your own, or choosing your own life. Like, you're also saving your son's mother. Right. I'm just giving my son his mom back. being selfish. Well, it's so much of a bigger picture than just this one isolated, like, this one incident. But it's like think about it that way it's like you're gonna choose to take a child's mother from him like people just just see it as like oh you you're selfish mm -hmm. you're a bitch and that's that's all they that all they read into it they don't ever look at it past that yeah i was one of those people that would look at someone who had an abortion before this and say well they just didn't want the baby but that's not the case yeah it's very for a lot of people it's very black and white like there's no I'm going to try and understand your situation, but mm-hmm. it's one thing like to have something like that come from 
strangers, like external things, like people you don't even know, like you, but to have that come from within, like your own family, like I can't imagine how difficult that would be to have these people that are supposed to be like your support system, like attacking you for this thing. And instead of saying like, I know this is the toughest decision you'll ever have to make ever. And none of us have ever faced anything like this, but we love you and we're going to support you. Like, I just, I don't know. That just, it makes me so sad. It was rough, but honestly, it has changed me for the better in so many ways because it gave me compassion towards people that I had never had compassion towards. made me realize that you really never know what someone's going through, what inner battle they have to face. And regardless of what choice a woman makes in her life, you know, with anything, like with having a child, with feeding the baby formula versus breast milk or whatever, like... Women, we go through a lot. We're, there's a lot expected of us. There are so many different things that we're pressured to do and pressured to be like and say. And, you know, and I just, instead of judging like I used to, I have a lot more compassion. Yeah. You know, and, and I also, my marriage got a lot stronger because my husband and I realized, like, you know what? You don't always, like, sometimes you get to pick your family. Sometimes you get to pick those people that are blood to you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, even about, like, the breastfeeding, it used to be, like, Breast is best, and they've since changed it to fed is best. Yeah. Exactly. Like, a fed baby is all we care about. I don't, like, doesn't matter if it's breastfed or if it's formula fed, like, fed is fed. Yeah. Well, and I think what, and as I'm thinking about it, like, listening to you you talk, like, I just kind of realized that there's a whole demographic, there's this whole audience that we've kind of ignored with this, but, like, with the women who opted not for health or medical reasons just for the, because they have opted not to have children, mm-hmm. you know, and for so many, you know, I know like in your situation, like one of your, your big goals is to try and, you know, have another baby through surrogacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's huge. And that, and there's so many women who will, will go to great, great lengths to be able to have another baby that when there's women that are like, I just don't want to have kids. Like it's not in me. I just don't want it. Like I'm perfectly able to, I just, I'm choosing to not have a children, I think there's a lot of outward <clears throat> hate or judgment on those women because, like, you're a woman, you have this gift, like, you have to have children. Right. And, I mean, like, what what kind of judgment, what kind of things do you think would you, would you say about that? Like, in that circumstance where there's a woman who is opting out of motherhood um, but doesn't seem to get, like, the same kind of, like, love as a woman who... Like, is wanting to have kids but can't, or, you know, women who have embraced motherhood. That doesn't actually bother me at all. Um, What bothers me is when women have children and don't love them. Oh. If you don't want to have a kid, that's 100% okay. If you get pregnant and you're not ready, in my mind, like, you have to do what's best for you because if that child isn't going to be loved, cared for, if that child is going to have a drug addiction or whatever, you know, you got to do what's best for you. But if you're going to have a baby, love the baby, take care of the baby. Because I see these women, and one of my biggest pet peeves, and maybe this is mom shaming, but women that go online and complain about their kids and say, oh, my child is so annoying, or I I hate my kids today. And it's like, you know what, I get it, but there are those of us that would kill to have kids. So if you're going to have them, love them. Yeah. You know, I don't, and I get it. We all need to vent. We all need those times where we're frustrated. Because Ash and I, like we've, we've said before about my daughter as well as about Wild, like there's times where you just, you know, 
the difference of, oh, my kid's being an asshole today. Yeah. Versus, oh, I hate my, my kid. My kid's an asshole, yeah. like, 97% right. of the time, but I love him and I'm grateful for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's starting puberty and all that, but um, I don't I don't really care what other women do with their bodies as long as the children they do bring into the world are loved. Yeah. And as long as we treat, like, when my mo- so my mom adopted four kids. When my grandmother was getting older and she was not totally lucid, but my mom said something how she was frustrated with my brother and his drug addiction. And my grandma said, well, you're not a real mother. You've never had kids. Oh, and like, that's a whole other type of mom shaming, you know? (laughs) And that was the last thing that she actually said to my mother before she had a stroke and passed away. So that's like what my mom is left with (laughs) from her mother. That's, there's a whole lot lot of shit to unpack there. Right. That's a fucked up situation. But my mom saved the lives of four children whose mothers were not able to love them and care for them. You know? And so my whole thing is it doesn't matter how the kids come to you. It doesn't matter who they're with, if they're with grandma or whatever. I don't care. I don't care if you have to give up your children. Just love the kids. Like, take care of them and love them. And if you want to have 75 abortions, (laughs) like, maybe just get a hysterectomy or something, but... Maybe, maybe just... Go to Costco and buy a box of condoms. Yeah. You, 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 like an IUD put in. Yeah, you obviously don't know how things work down there. I mean, mine, mine last 10 years, so I... I think have you guys seen, good. like, the adoption lists and stuff in Utah? No. It's insane. There are, like, thousands of children on the waiting list to be adopted. So, like, for me, adoption doesn't fit our family because of Andrew's age. They recommended that we didn't adopt unless we adopted an infant. And because of my history with adoption, it's kind of complicated. Yeah. Um, but we have researched it extensively and met with you know, different adoption agencies and everything. And it just isn't the right thing for us. But like these women that are having abortions, like I know, again, this is like a little bit controversial, but I'm like, okay, but that's not putting another kid in the system. Like, let's take care of the kids in the system. Love those kids, be mothers to those kids, adopt them, like stop shaming other women. Stop worrying about these other women who are making these choices that they're going to make no matter what they're going to do what they're going to do. Let's focus on the people that need our help and our love and our concern. Interesting. Yeah. Had no idea there were that many. Oh, thousands. It's so depressing. I'm on an email list. Yeah. And it's so depressing. Every week I get the new, like, waiting children that are just looking for homes. And instead we're worried about what people are doing with... The kids they have. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's sad. And this is probably a whole different can of worms, but... it's It's probably the same as, like the animal shelter to a certain extent like everyone wants a new baby yes i don't want an old baby i don't want a fucked up kid yeah yep i want a brand new baby and so these poor kids who are older just get passed by just like the old cats at the clinic or at the shelter just get passed over because it's like oh well, kid has got some problems and that's one of the things that and we, we're suckers for This Is Us, but that's one of the things that he makes a point of in This Is Us. He's like, I don't want to raise a baby. He's like, I want a kid who mm-hmm. has seen some shit and needs some guidance. Like, if I'm going to take in a foster kid, I want an older child who who needs somebody and you know that we can genuinely have an impact on as opposed to, to a baby. So, Did we ever finish This Is Us? No, we didn't. Oh we God. need to get to it. Even on our DVR still? I hope so. How long does it record? I don't know. <laughs> Is it good? It's all the feels. Like... Well, Again, cry. it's one of those oh, things. Like, I'm I'm not ashamed. Oh. I'm not ashamed to admit. Like, I cry every single episode. Really? Yeah. Oh, 
Sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's happy, whatever else. Like you'll cry every single episode from like the 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 very first one, like the pilot. You'll be like, oh my god. Porter makes this, and I can't remember because it's been a while since we've watched like a tearjerker, but (laughs) he does like this heavy breathing or something. (laughs) Where I can like hear, I can hear the cry. Yeah. And I'll go and he's like holding his breath. I learned that from my dad. I don't know. It's just one of those nature versus nurture things. Like I learned that from my dad. Like I'd be sitting there next to my dad, and I'd hear him breathe a certain way. And I'd be like, "Oh my god!" But now that I've gotten older, like I'm, I'm the same way. Like it, I'm very much a lot more, you know, I'm more emotional than I was as a teenager, and I'm more, I guess, sensitive to those things. Like I don't, like I used to like look down on him for crying, and now I'm like, "Cool, like you're my dad. Like you're, you cry. Like it happens. Like I don't feel like I need to have this like manly, because there's anything I, of all the things I am, manly is not one of them. It's not on that list." <laughs> But like, you look manly. Yeah, that's the only reason I have a beard is that people <laughs> think that there's like an ounce of testosterone running no, it through no, my body. The reason you have a beard is because I don't let you shave it. Yeah, um, that's, that's true too. But yeah, manly is not one of my my things. And so yeah, this is us. Like it. Well, then he makes it rocks the, my world. The breathing noise. <laughs> and I look over and we make eye contact, and that just, like, sets it off, and we're just like. <sighs> that was me crying. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Anyways. I, you know, what? This is, well, I'm not going to go there. It's it's too big of a question. But some, one thing to consider that I'm, I'm, you know, I'd love to to be able to dive into more maybe in future episodes is like why is there this competition between women? Like has it always existed? Like is this oh, yeah. just something that Day social one. media has exist like brought out? Like, no. Wait, like, you guys both say that, but like you've never lived without social media. Okay, so, but no – yeah, we have. MySpace came out. Was born. MySpace came out when wow. we were in eleventh uh, grade. Yeah. Okay. But have you? But as moms, I mean, have like, you, what? Like, you, like I said, it's not. You don't think like Instagram you with, with the women, like, right? Okay. It's, it's not, not parent shaming. It's it's mom. So you think women, women in general have always hated each other? There's all. It's not like a hatred. It's envy. It's jealousy. It's competition. It's. It's like the grass is always green on the other side, but like tenfold with women. You see her and her boobs are nicer than yours, her hair is better, her eyes, her face, her smile, her mm-hmm. kids are cuter and well behaved and her husband is this and she's more successful and she drives a nicer car, she has better clothes, like it just goes on and on and on. And so if anything, social media has definitely like exacerbated. Oh yeah. And so you see these Sarge and I have talked about it, like, or, and I guess we have too, these influencers, and there was, like, this one month where a bunch of their followers were calling them out, saying, like, you you guys aren't real, and so they're like, oh, okay, well, here's a pile of my dirty laundry, look how real I am, like. It was so, then, like, a forced real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so social media definitely, like, no, it, like, we don't get to see when your kid is being a shithead and is throwing a tantrum in the middle of Smith's. Well, people don't talk about it either. People no. are very hesitant to be like, like you were saying, like, I hate my kid today. Like, mm-hmm. this is what they did and they're shitty today. It's always like, oh, my perfect little angel and here's my perfect clean house. And, yeah. Well, there's, and I also think there's a difference between being real and then shitting all over everybody all the time. Like, how many people on social media do you see that are just negative? Like, yeah. the only thing they post is negative. And I unfollow those people every well, single yeah. time. I can't handle that. But 
like we were just talking about with our YouTube videos and our live videos, like there are times that I'm yelling at my dogs or my kid on my video. I'm like, hold on, guys. I know I'm in the middle of my eyeshadow, but Andrew, <laughs> shut the hell up. I don't swear at my kid, but you know what I mean? Like you, you still have to like be real life. And I think that people that are willing to be real and willing to be vulnerable because that's what it is. Yeah. Those social media influencers, they're not vulnerable. They're putting the best picture of themselves out of 7,000 pictures that right. they have. And they're putting the best video and the best picture of their kids and the best picture of their house or maybe not even their real house. Maybe it's their mom's house. You never know. But we're putting ourselves out there, not necessarily just you and I, Ashley, but like, you know, a lot of women are putting themselves out there and then they're open to the scrutiny because we're not matching up. Yeah. Right? We're not the influencers, but we're real. Like those influencers are not real at all. And I think more and more, you know, since we started this podcast, I think a lot of people have told us that one of the reasons why they like it is the authenticity. And I think you're going to see that like with, with social media and stuff like that, that people have kind of just reached that threshold of like, Mm -hmm. I can't see this fake shit anymore. Oh look, this person's life is just as much of a mess as mine. I need that authenticity because I can't deal with this plastic superficial like world anymore. There's this woman I follow. You follow her too. I, I can't remember her Instagram handle. It's like three little birds or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, she just had twin girls who were about the same age as wild. And she got a ridiculous amount of stretch marks, which any woman bearing twins is going to. Right. Like, Having twins is a lot different than having one baby. And she's always been very transparent. Like, she always does, like, pictures of her holding her babies, wearing just, like, a bra. Yeah. And her stomach is, like, covered in these scars. And it's just like, well, this is me. Like, I love my babies. This is what they did to me. Like, yeah. And you, I, I've seen that more and more. And maybe it's just the accounts I follow. But... It's that Instagram algorithm. Because it... And it's funny because you'll see women who have this perfect feed, but then they'll be real on their stories. Yeah. And they don't line up, right? There's there's a mix. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I like you. But then you always see like, oh, there's that perfect selfie again. And yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's, there's a fine line in the social media world. But you know, I've, I've noticed that you're starting to see more real as opposed to just fake for the camera shit. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good I think that's a positive way to go. So to kind of wrap up here, Sarge, where can people find you? Like how how would you recommend that people if they want to like learn more about you, get a hold of you, kinda you know, follow you, where people find you? Um Pimp well, yourself. One, I didn't think that anybody would want to do that. They might. <laughs> don't you don't you don't know. Our hundreds but I, of thousands of listeners. Yeah. yeah. Totally I know, right? I need my own business so I can plug it. Yeah. Um, Pimp yourself, Sarge. So my name is Ashley Doyle, and I am quite active in the This Is Marriage Support group. Yeah, Group you on are. Facebook. So you if are. you're listening to this and you're in that group, which you should be, if you're listening to this. What's your Instagram? You can talk. It's Ashley.Adele, A-D-E-L-L. So. Okay. Ashley.Adele? Yeah. And do you have a beauty page or no? I do, but this... This podcast is about Ashley, Cooler Ashley's beauty page. Pimp it. I just mostly do. Actually, if you like motivational videos, I like to rant and yell at people a lot. Which is funny because that's another, if we were talking about things that you and Ash have in common, that's another thing that Ash has in common with you. Do you like to do that? Yell at people? 
people who R- rant well, about positivity and motivation. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess just rant. But, um, but I have them on. <laughs> actually, Sorry, my, baby. My it's the door from last week. <laughs> um, my videos are on YouTube. It's just Bloom Beauty on YouTube. Bloom I, Beauty? Yep. Just B-L-O-O-M Beauty? Yep. Bloom Beauty. Okay. I have a thing for cactuses, cacti. Cacti. And they, they bloom. But um, I like to do motivational videos. So yeah, you're going to be a great, you're going to be the next be a, like Tony Robbins. I want to be. Yeah. That would be cool. Okay. She's not going to do it, but I'll do it. Her beauty page is at Bloom Beauty 23. Okay. Oh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> God, I actually even have that shit memorized. I have an elephant brain, so. You've, you've been stalking her for a minute, haven't you? <laughs> We've been stalking like each you. other. Stalking each other. There's a back and forth stalking. It's cute. It's really funny because neither of us knew that we were stalking each Ash, other either. Ash, where can people find you and find pictures of, of us and this is your chance to plug your shit. Ashley underscore underscore plant. I need to find the other, the Ashley underscore plant and be like, yo, listen, bitch, I need that first underscore because the double underscore is really hard for me to talk about. <laughs> um, and my beauty page is Salty Bee Beauty. Okay, Salty Bee Beauty. And this is uh, another episode. We're going to kind of wrap up here and call it a little more serious today. We, we have done our kind of, our fill of poop jokes and stuff. And, and I think, gone. no, but I think it's good to kind of put that that shit on pause. Uh, Dad jokes. Uh, and um, and I think it was just good to have kind of a serious conversation. If you have any thoughts or commentary after you listen to this, agree, disagree, you want, kind of want to know more, um, hit us up on our Facebook page. This is Marriage Support Group. Um, it's public. Just find it and join it. Uh, we don't really have a Instagram, but Ash kind of posts. Yeah, she kind of posts shit on on her own. I have a highlight. If it's not the dogs, it's the goddamn bugs. Like, can you just, for one episode, (laughs) just do the thing? (sighs) Okay. Anyway, follow Ash. She'll post pictures of us. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. I'm Sarge. I'm Sarge. (laughs) This is uh, another episode of This Is Marriage podcast. Thanks, everybody, for coming in tonight. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.